Me and Kat have talked about pretty frequently how on the spectrum of sexiness in books, I'm about middling in what I enjoy. I tend to get bored when books are just about sex because I'm I'm an emotions person. <laughs> Kat is not an emotions nope, person. Nope, nope. <laughs> she just wants them to yes. bang. Whereas our, our other bookseller, a fellow bookseller, Allie, uh, is like, please, please stop with the fingers in places. <laughs> As she said to me personally about something I wrote the other day. Um, so we run the gamut on this here podcast uh, in, in, in life. Um, but today, buddy, hey, I want you to know. Hey, I want you to know, Kat. I stepped out of my fucking comfort zone for you. <sighs> Listen. In real time, the Clan of the Cape Bear episode came out yesterday. And that book hurt me so bad <laughs> in so many profound, innumerable ways. I cannot, I cannot articulate to you the amount of damage that was done to me emotionally, spiritually, physically. I broke out all over the place. <laughs> My mental health took a dive. I've been having Ovaltine dinners, Oval dinners for the last week. I, it's been bad. Uh, I needed a cleanser. I needed a shower. I needed, I needed, I needed the, uh, 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 I needed a steady hand to guide me. Hey, hey, and what I found kind of shower? The sexy kind? Because <laughs> <laughs> listen, buddy, this book, she's sexy. She's real sexy. Um, but before we get to that, uh, I also want to say that uh, you're Greek, right? <laughs> yes, I am. And proud of it. What about that? Oh. Yeah, yeah. except now I'm scared, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> of admitting that and wondering where you're going with that. Well, uh, Kat, did you ever listen to our Death in the Maiden episode? Probably. Oh, yeah, the Persephone wow. Hades. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. Uh, so if you are unfamiliar, fam bam, out there in the world podcast land cat explain what the in in as few words as possible what is the hades and persephone myth about um hades coveted persephone so he basically tricked her into eating something from the underworld so she was trapped with him forever except then her mom flipped the fuck out and was like uh excuse me no and she her mother is like the goddess of crops this is going too long isn't it well, you skipped the whole part where he did done kidnap her. Uh, that's a good point. Well, I mean, I said he trapped her in the underworld. Well, yes. So basically, if you somehow don't know the story of Hades and Persephone, which is baffling to me in Western society, because like that's like literally everywhere. Go listen to our Death in the Maiden episode. It is in everything. Um, <clears throat> but if you don't know, 
It is essentially uh, the god of the underworld uh, sees a beautiful young maiden, the goddess of spring, wandering out in a field, and he goes, wants me some of that. And so he done, done kidnaps her, he drags her to the underworld with him, and she's like, ah, and her mom's like, ah, <laughs> and then... <laughs> Uh, her mom wants her back, and she, her mom has a big wig yep. up in the sky, and she goes to the biggest wig up in the sky to old man Zeus up there, and he goes, give me my fucking daughter back. And he's like, Ugh. making a lot of noise. A lot of noise. Okay. Women are okay. so loud. Also, you're also you're starving, like, the whole world. We can't. <laughs> Who's going to worship us if everyone's dead? She was killing all the so crops he... for context. Yes, yes, she was starving everybody. So, so he... He goes, he goes to his brother, good old Hades, and he says, bro, you can't. <laughs> like, I, listen, I do a lot. Listen, I might even do the most. I might sometimes turn into a swan and, and sexually assault women. Even I know that this is a lot. <laughs> uh, my brother Poseidon, your fellow brother Poseidon, he sometimes turns into a gold shower and gets ladies pregnant that way. Listen, we do it. Okay, we do it. I understand. But you can't. You can't with this anymore. So he he forces Hades to return Persephone to her mother, but before that uh, transaction can finish, he uh, tricks her into eating pomegranate seeds from the underworld, and if you consume the food of the underworld, you have to return there, uh, or else I guess you'll perish or whatever the hell. So she's forced to always return. So she spends half the year with her husband Hades in Hades, and half the year with her mother Demeter, which is accounts for the seasons. Uh, in the winter, her mother mourns her, the loss of her daughter, and in the spring, the life is given back to the land because she gets her daughter back. Um, there's a lot of variations on the myth. In recent times, people have really <sighs> tried to reclaim the uh, the the myth, and I, I mean, there's a lot of variations even at the time when it was being widely worshipped. Um, Persephone had a very intense cult, very super secretive cult, um, and we don't know, you know, whether or not the story that we are getting is the one that was most popular, right? Um, or it's just the one that we happen to get. You know, there's a lot of variations on like Persephone choosing to stay you know whether Hades actually tricked her whether it was an accident like whether she walked out with him you know Persephone ended up becoming one of the most terrifying goddesses in the whole pantheon um whose name was not spoken and it's because she's like the goddess of the dead like she's crazier than her husband so I don't know. I personally like the version where she chooses to stay, but that's kind of where we're what we're working with. Yeah, I like where she. I I wish she. I think she just set shit up. She's like, I mean, my mom's a little overbearing, and also I kind of want to rule the underworld. How can I make that happen? Uh, I, I mean, and he was the only like he's the only god to stay to stay uh, uh faithful. True. And he also, I mean. Of all the things, I mean, it's not, it doesn't seem so bad. He done did make her queen, didn't he? Uh, he did. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to keep your pen in the company. If you're not going to have a choice anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one else had a choice. Everyone else had a terrible story in the Greek myths to some extent, right? Um, even Aphrodite didn't get to choose her husband. So, like, you know. Who would you be, though, if you had to shack up with one of the gods? Main gods. Let's go main. Should we do a fuck Mary That's Kill? Let's do a fuck Mary Kill. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeus, yeah. Poseidon, Hades. Oh shit. Okay. I, I mean, I think it's obvious. I would kill. I'd kill Zeus. 
I'd definitely fuck Poseidon. Yeah. And I'd marry I'd marry Hades. Yeah. Like if we're talking big three, like there there's no That's question there. True. Zeus definitely got a venereal disease, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> And he's going to knock you up in one go. It's going to be a double whammy and you're going to hate both of it. Um, and then Poseidon, you'll have a great time. You won't want to do it again. Because I feel like he probably doesn't take as much showers as mm-hmm. he should. Like, I've been around enough beach bumps to know. But it's going to be <laughs> It's going to be good. Like, it's going to be good. But you're, you're not going to want to do it again. Sand everywhere. <laughs> you're going to be picking it out of holes and crevices for days. Hades? He's husband material. Listen, he may not be the most exciting. And listen, he may even be a tiny bit boring. <laughs> but he's wealthy as shit. Yep. Uh, he'll treat you right. And a boy knows how to use his mouth. Let's just be honest. <laughs> he must. He has to. He must. Yeah. Okay, wait a second. Female so. edition. Hera, Athena, Aphrodite. Oh, that's, that's I know. Hard. It's kind of mean, too. Well, okay, yeah, I don't feel great about it. But personally, controversial choice here, I think I would kill Athena because she doesn't like women. Oh, true. Yeah. I mean... I mean, what she did to Medusa was fucked up. Okay, She's, Let's just... she's very competitive, is how yeah, I like I to think that, about it. I don't it. need that space in my life. I don't need that space <laughs> in my life. Do I think the sex would be good maybe once? Maybe, but I'm not going to take that risk. I'm not going to sleep with a woman hater. Fuck of, I mean, it's got to be Aphrodite. Like, <laughs> yeah. It? You know she's not going to stick around, but it's going to be the best summer of her life. <laughs> yeah. Hera, I would never cheat on her. We'd have a great You marriage. fucking best not cheat on her. <laughs> yeah. I think. I would never do that. <laughs> she allowed Zeus to do it, but then she also would throw his spawn from mountains, so. Yeah. So, and also, like, I'm not Zeus. Except if I was Zeus, that'd be cool. cool. I have a great beard. But I'm not Zeus, so she could crush me with a pinky finger. (laughs) So I would never do that. That's part of the appeal, if I'm being honest. (laughs) As it should be. As it should be. Who would you, who who would you fucking marry kill? I mean... Okay, I always thought that Hera was kind of a bitch when I was a kid. I think it's just the way, like, Western culture kind of, like, portrayed her. She gets she, she gets a bad yeah. rap. So I'm really sorry, Hera, but I would kill Hera. Wow. I love me some Athena. And I would definitely fuck Athena because I feel like we'd have really, like, aggressive competitive sex. So, like, not sustainable, but I definitely want to try. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I am a sucker for a pretty face. Especially, like, if I'm sleeping with girls... I, I'm just head over heels with myself, so I would worship Aphrodite like the queen she is. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, she's going to cheat on you all the time. But I assume I'm probably going to cheat on her, too. Like, we're probably going to have some sort probably. of, like, open relationship, so. I mean, her and Aries didn't give a shit. They fucked all over the place. They fucked up. Yeah, see, like, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we settled that. Uh... <laughs> hey, this is Abigail from the future, breaking in. This hot breaking news, by which I mean, um, I fucked up, y'all. So, <laughs> two things. Um, Kat's microphone is mm, busted. Or, I should say, Kat can never hook up her microphone correctly. So, every time we record, something ha- terrible happens with her microphone. So, if you're hearing a weird difference so far, uh, we're like, what, 10 minutes in the app? Something like that. Um, 
that's why don't blame me blame her but also something you can blame me for uh is the fact that i (laughs) wicked got katie robert's name wrong uh in that it is it is not in fact katie roberts it is katie robert um that is inexcusable i am a fool a cat a hack a fraud um and you should throw rotten eggs at me if you see me um i won't enjoy it well maybe i'll enjoy it a little bit you never know you never know what turns you on but uh yeah so my mistake you're gonna hear me say it in about i don't know as soon as i finish uh talking to you here which i may never do it so you don't ever hear it so maybe this is the rest of the episode you don't know um but yeah no uh seriously though i do say her name wrong for legit the entire episode and katie if you're listening by some strange strange stroke of luck um ah my bad my bad anyway uh back to abigail the past okay bye I'm sorry, what what was the book about again? So the book is Neon Gods by Katie Roberts. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I recommended this book to you probably a while ago. Yeah. I think I tried to bring it into the shop too. Um, yeah, I couldn't get it. It's published by Source Books, uh, which we talked about recently, and it uh it came out on June first. It made a big old splash on in their Twitter. Um and I was like this looks fun. It's a reimagining of the Hades and Persephone myth. Um, I don't, I thought, I don't know why going into it, I guess maybe the aesthetic, and I guess I saw some fan art, but I thought, here's what I thought the plot was. (laughs) I thought the plot of Neon Gods by Katie Roberts was a, I thought Zeus, no, not Zeus, Hades was going to own a, a casino? And it was going to take place in Las Vegas, like if Olympus was Las Vegas and each god owned a casino. Uh. And Persephone was going to get tangled up in like this like mob shit and Hades was going to like own her or whatever. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. It's not that, but that's a that's a that's a fun idea. Somebody do that. What's the author's name again? Katie Roberts. Katie Roberts, please. New idea. Well, it's not that far off. Like, okay, well, it's quite far off, but but <laughs> aesthetically, aesthetically, something far off. Um, so it is a reimagined um, look at at Olympus, in a way that like is so cool and subtle and weird, and I really really liked it. Now I'm gonna go in here and say this is classified as erotica. Um, you know the the line is very thin, but like, listen, this book is like. 80%. It's like 80% nasty. Absolutely. Yeah. The nasty bar is fucking... It's high. It's a lot of nasty. It's some dripping sweaty So nasty. like each chapter? Is that at least something? Not quite each chapter. There's a little bit of like political intrigue buildup uh, in, in speckled in there. Um, but particularly the first like five or so chapters. But once it gets going, man, hey... Hey, there's some stuff. Great. There's some stuff. And I am not... That is not necessarily my bag. That's not necessarily my steez, my my cup of joe, my, my flavor, my fur coat. It's not exactly mine. But I don't... It's... It was good. It was good. I did... Listen... <laughs> I just, 
Perez say it. There's a lot of voyeuristic stuff in here. Like, like mm-hmm. it is a huge, mm-hmm. major plot point that they have sex in front of a bunch of people. Mm. Uh, a couple of times. A few times. Gotcha. So there's, like, um, some, like, group group play involved. Like, kinky sex party, and then, like, everyone's in the same room, and, like, they do it and whatever, and there's a stage involved, and then, like, afterwards, after they're done, they just have, like, regular conversations with friends in that same room who just happen to watch you both do it. And I'm just like, wow, you live a different sort of life, y'all. <laughs> Good for you. Love that for you. Not necessarily my flavor, but then again, I'm not, like, a shredded, like, gorgeous incarnation of Persephone, so I guess if I was, maybe my yeah maybe i've always wondered that if i'd be more like into that if if you were just like super hot yeah and if you just like even if i was it's not that if i was super hot it's that i have the confidence to feel like i'm super hot which is rare in any female in this society um yeah but yeah it's like the the kink parties at the armory when kink.com used to be there though not san francisco's got a lot of kink Got a lot of kink, uh, like, parties and shit. So oh, much. Well, at least we did. So much. Prior to, yeah. The kink cafe is fun. Oh? Have you been to Wicked Grounds? No, I haven't. But I've... I can't believe you've never been to Wicked I've, Grounds. I've only like been to, like, Cat Club once. Wow. Oh, well, it was, like, right on my way to, to school when I lived in on Townsend, which, if you don't live in San Francisco, which the majority of you don't, I assume, um, is, like, right by the train station. Uh, and it's kind of in a, a revitalized, previously industrial part of the city with, like, a lot of warehouses that are now converted into, like, lofts and shit. And I some of my school housing was there when I was in art school. And I would have to walk, um, like, half a mile through this kind of industrial zone to get to downtown, which is where the main building for my school was. And my route took me by two places. All-Star Donuts, which sold donuts for like 50 cents. (laughs) And then Wicked Grounds, which is a kink cafe. Uh, That that is a real cafe. And you go in there and you get coffee. And coffee's pretty good. Yeah, there's like stuff on the walls and whatnot. Is that that the the kinkiness? Is the stuff on the walls? And then, of course, the company that... I think I think also mostly the company. Yeah. You know, I think I think it's mostly the other patrons. Um no, they they do fun stuff. I had friends who who were into kink and they like they did I don't know. They're 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 a nice group of people generally. Um <clears throat> so all that being said, there is an element of kinkiness in this book that is throughout the whole thing. Like it is a major plot point. Um but the the actual world is really interesting to me. I really liked how she did it because I think like it would be really easy to just kind of like I don't know, be like, yeah, Olympus is a city in the wider world and they're all like rich and they rule the city that. or whatever and that's that. Which is like totally fine, whatever. Do what you want. But what she did was she made <laughs> it's baffling and it's intentionally baffling and I fucking love that. She does not give us any answers and I Oh, I love that so much. I love world building that is like weird and not easily understood in the first book. I love that shit. Love it. Subtle. You should read Gideon the Night. Subtle. I have it. I need to. I've had an I've had a copy of a galley on my on my Kindle for like forever. Four years. <laughs> so yeah. It's just it has great world building in that way where you don't you don't always get to know what's going on and you just need to keep on going. 
I love that. I don't need all my questions answered. That's like sometimes when people are reading my stuff and they're like, well, but why does this work this way? And I'm like, is, do you need to know that? Do you need to know that? <laughs> like, do you? Do you know how, like, all of your world works? I doubt it. Anyway, um, basically, <laughs> this is petty. Uh, uh, it's like, I, anyway, anyway. So, uh, basically, Olympus, you kind of get, at first get the vibe that it is, like, a city in the United States somewhere, and like politically it's run by the the 13 um which you know are the 13 gods except it's you you know immediately that the wider united states exists outside of olympus um there's talk of persephone is trying to get out of olympus she's trying to like she has to wait three months before she gets access to her trust fund and she's fucking out of there she's going to go to berkeley she's going to get her phd and she's never going to look back on the like politics of olympus ever again of course it's berkeley um yeah (laughs) of course right um but uh you also get hints that she's like she needs to be smuggled out of olympus because it's really hard to leave Mm -hmm. and you're like that's weird and then you find out that they there's just really casual references to the fact that there's like a barrier around olympus that you can leave it but it's really difficult and the barrier around olympus is very similar to the barrier that demarcates uh the river Styx, which is the boundary line between the lower city and the upper city oh fun so people don't cross um and when the book begins uh persephone is at a party and she is she fucking hates his parties her mother is demeter and how how the god system works in this is that they're not gods they're titles so her mother is the most recently elected demeter oh that's fun I love mm-hmm. that idea. Right? But some of them are legacy titles, and that means that they're passed from like eldest from like father to eldest child. So Zeus inherited his inherited his position like a king does. Demeter is elected, the lower gods are elected, but Hades is also an inherited title. Ooh. But at the start of the book, Everyone thinks Hades, the title is defunct, that there hasn't been a Hades in a generation or two, and he's just Because, like, he didn't fuck or something? Because he never makes an appearance in Olympus. Oh. He's never there. So they're just like... None of the other gods acknowledge him. Oh, interesting. If he exists, he stays in the lower city, but but they don't... They they are told that he doesn't Oh, my God. So the, the, the line is dead. Is Hades, like, the champion of the poor? In this scenario? I wouldn't say that. I think he's definitely, when we get into the plot and we see, like, Hades walking around in his city, like, he's beloved, for sure. But his city's not run down. It's just, like, more, like, it's supposed to be, like, the difference between L.A. and, and, like, an actual community, right, of people who, like, care about each other. (laughs) So, like... Olympus, yeah. I'm, I'm shitting on L.A. for sure. <laughs> L.A. sucks. I do not care about L.A. Um, but L.A. is like, I mean, Olympus is like basically, you know, all shiny storefronts. But if you go two streets over, you'll see that like a bunch of foreclosed signs, people gotcha. like pissing in the street. Like just it's all veneer. Um, and the world that they exist in, the 13 exist in, 
one of the reasons they're so powerful, one of the reasons they have this system is because of that barrier around the city makes it they are an entirely enclosed environment. So all of like the person who controls all the food, Demeter, is super important because they don't get stuff from outside. Isn't that crazy? crazy. They're just like kings of their own little castle, but anywhere else. Yes, in this tiny speck of land, basically. (laughs) Fascinating. um, That they have split in two. um, And there's like tiny hints of magic, like the barrier and um, Hermes, who is is a woman in, in this. She's like this like... Love it cat burglar essentially but she's she's one of the <laughs> I love that so yeah, much. she's she's her job is to like send messages between the gods and stuff but she's supposed to be a neutral party so she just but she's just like a hard partier who likes to break into people's houses <laughs> um and like yeah you get the hint that like she has some like magical means like a little bit um but you know uh the next book i think is is involving eros and psyche who Ooh. in right that one's that that myth is fucking wild um but in this they katie roberts has made it so uh persephone is one of four daughters so uh callisto uh psyche eurydice and persephone are all sisters oh, fun yeah oh, yeah it. so i hope they're all gonna get books they're probably all oh yeah they, they best i really this is kind of feeling a little uh american gods e to me a little bit yeah a little bit. Way hornier, which is impressive. <laughs> impressive. Hey, you know what's fucked up about American Gods? And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget huh. it. What the? Spoilers? What the fuck? No, what the fuck is Dane Cook doing in that in that show? <laughs> what is Dane Cook in that show? <laughs> he plays a serious role. He's He plays the like best friend of Shadow. And then he gets his dick bitten off. What is, that is he doing hilarious. in that show? I, he gets his dick bitten off in the first ten. I minutes. had to stop watching in one of the last seasons because, oh yeah, there's no. just so much fucking monologuing. Yeah, show's not great. Show's not great. The first season was interesting. After yeah. that, no. That being said, fucking love that. I book. love the book so much. It could have been great. It's just it's too too monologuing. Pablo Schreiber though. Yeah, I mean, I also love really, really is. love Dead Wife. Yeah, Dead Wife. I'm sorry, I don't know your um, name, actress. Laura? Laura. I forget the actress's name. However, just the whole Shit. the whole thing. Dead Wife. I love it so much. So this book is, I mean, it begins with, like, she's at this party, and she fucking hates it. And her sisters are there, and... um. She is dragged back to the party by her mother, uh, the current Demeter, and she is basically doesn't realize that the party is actually, they say it's for one reason, but what the real party is, is that uh, Zeus has announced in front of everybody that he is going to marry Persephone Ugh. Um, at, at her mother's behest. Ugh. They have made an agreement without, without uh, asking her, and they are going to get married. And you may say, hey, bitch, what about Hera? Well... Since this is a hereditary and, uh, uh, like, passed down title, depending, um, the Hera is anybody who is married to Zeus. So Persephone, by marrying Zeus, will become the Hera. Um, 
except there have been three Hera's before, and they have all met Grizzly Ends. And everyone kind of knows and acknowledges, uh, not publicly, but, you know, amongst themselves, that they know that Zeus killed his wives um, and has probably killed and done horrible things to countless women. Um, And he sucks. He sucks. But they they can't elect a new Zeus. They have to wait for him to die, and then it'll be passed down to to his son. Sounds um, like the Supreme Court. I don't know if that's how the Supreme Court works, but I'll I'll, I'll well, take it. I know it. they're not fucking uh, elected by us, at least. That's also true. <laughs> uh, but uh, so so they. Sorry, <laughs> they fucking got me. Got me. I just rem- I just imagined Ruth Bader Ginsburg as like as Zeus, and it was just, that it was good. would be magical. Um, so they, she, this announcement is made. She has no choice. She has to agree. And what ends up happening is Persephone runs away. She she smart like, bitch. Wa- she like walks outside and is like, I cannot go back into that building. And she fucking hauls ass. Um, and she doesn't know what she's going to do because she doesn't have any money, not until she gets her trust fund, which she has like three months until she gets access to. And then she realizes she's being followed by these like two dudes. And uh, she knows that she's going to be dragged back. And so she panics and she begins to run. Um, and she realizes that they are kind of herding her towards the river Styx, which no one ever crosses. Um, and she doesn't have a choice. She she sees a bridge and she sees a man on the bridge and she's like, I fucking got to go because I they will lock me up and I will never, ever escape and until Zeus fucking murders me. Um, so... She goes across the bridge, and crossing the bridge is extremely painful because she hasn't been invited over onto the other side. Um, and it's there's, like, a magical barrier, essentially. Um, but the man sitting on the other side of the bridge is like, Sure! Come on over. I can't cross it, so I can't help you, but you need, you need to come over. And she's like, fucking... You look like the lesser of two evils. Fine. So she, like, suffers through, and she passes through this incredibly painful barrier... And she gets to him and he swoops her up and is like, okay, mine now. (laughs) My wife? No, we're not doing, we're not doing Borat. Uh, I I had a a little page in me. I had to get out. Yes, that's, that's fair. I'm a told you said that. (laughs) But uh, of course it turns out that this is Hades. Um, And what ends up happening is they end up striking a bargain. Um, Hades really fucking wants to get revenge on Zeus. Like, he really wants to get revenge on Zeus because Zeus killed his parents. So, like, bitch wants to get this revenge. This particular uh, iteration of Zeus or? Yes. Yes. Oh, this okay. Zeus. This particular Zeus killed this Hades' parents. Um, and after that, they, when he was still a kid, they created a treaty that meant that neither of them could ever cross over their territory lines without starting a war. Um, but... He still fucking wants revenge on the guy who killed his parents. Uh, And Zeus is, like, in his 30s. Or not Zeus. um, Zeus is in his, like, 60s, 70s, something like that. He's, like, older. But still, I guess, fully capable of banging. I don't know. Um, Find out that later. (laughs) Oh, really? Unfortunately. (laughs) There's, I want to say there's no sexual assault or anything in this book. But, like, he he fucks at one point and you hear about it. And it's gross. (laughs) Um, um, But, uh... Uh, Hades is in his 30s and and he he basically is like, okay, um, 
I don't want you here. You're like a pain in my ass. And having you here is going to like draw unwanted attention to me. I don't need that. So I'm going to, you got to, you got to go. And she's like, I do not have a choice. I need somewhere to be. I don't have any money. I got no monies. (laughs) And fucking don't want to go back uh, because it sucks over there. And he's like, why, then why would I keep you here? And she's like, you, you hate him. I can see it in your eyes. You hate him. So like, let's stick it to him and let's find a way to get some, let's make this mutually beneficial. You hate him. I don't want to fuck him. (laughs) And I, and, and I, Hey, I'm pretty. Do you want to like, is this anything? Do you feel anything? And he's like, no. And she's like, but like anything, please. So they strike a bargain that in order for Zeus to no longer want her, he she needs to be defiled. She needs to be like seen as being uh, uh, dirtied. Um, so, so he's like, she's like, well, let's be in like a fake relationship, and and for like th- three months, and I stay here, and you get like a, a revenge on Zeus by like really pissing him off, and 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 then I go on my merry way. And he's like, nah. If we're going to do this, the only way, A, that anyone will believe it is if we literally fuck in front of them. So that's going to happen. And two, it's going to be real for the three months you're here, baby. And she's like, <laughs> my dastardly plan. It is worked. she, um, I, we are assuming that she is a virgin up until her encounter with Hades. He assumes that she is not, but she's only been in very secret oh. relationships. So everyone else thinks yes. she's version. Oh, I'm into that. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Neon God. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Persephone's great. She's the dialogue in this book is like so snappy and good, and it's so like it, she's such a brat when she wants to be. Like she, there's there's definitely like heavy dom sub elements. Like there's that that like dynamic, um, but. I I really really liked their interactions. Like they were so. She's just, she's just like buddy. Like just give me anything. And he's just like no. He's just a hard <laughs> ass. It's like no. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, and uh, things unravel very quickly because like Zeus doesn't take this lying down, and basically the threat of war is hanging over their heads. And she also has three other sisters who are left on the other side of the bridge who are now big targets for basically any attempt to force her to come back and a shitty Um, mother apparently and a shitty mother she's not she's not the shittiest she does care she does actually love her daughters um but yeah she didn't ask she didn't you persephone assumes that she had some sort of plan to make sure that persephone would be safe uh that there was something she she was plotting right. something to make sure that Zeus couldn't actually hurt her, but she doesn't know that for sure. And her mother didn't ask her; she just did it. And so that's fucked up. And so that's explored quite a bit. And she's her mother. You don't like her by the end, but you're like, you can stay. <laughs> you can stay. Um, I want to say one of the reasons I really really liked this book, I think, is because again we did the Clan of the Cave Bear episode. And I had to listen to that again to do the editing and what all. And it fucking almost broke me again. And you know what I needed after reading that heinous book? I needed. No, no. I mean, if I wanted that so desperately, I could get that in literally any Ruby Dixon book. But I, I wanted, I wanted 
I needed, I needed a consent shower. I needed a, a cleanse. I needed a, a, oh. a like a facial toner mm-hmm. of yes or no, of how are you feeling, of let's talk this through, of I'm going to ask you if this is okay. I needed, I needed Katie Roberts to put a hair mask in for me and, and like turn the water to the ideal temperature. And then afterwards, wrap me in a fluffy robe of I'm not going to sexually assault you. <laughs> it was, and it was like, and it was so good Kate Roberts it was so good you did that for me babe I was so relaxed you tucked me in bed and you kissed my forehead and you said he's gonna ask for permission and god damn it it was good for me I needed it in my soul should be a quote on the back jacket all of that all Uh, the whole thing yeah don't take any of it out god I was so broken man I was so broken after reading about the horrible things that happened to this 10-year-old Cro-Magnon girl for, like, 350 pages, because that's when I fucking quit, fam. Like, I needed I needed some guy who was just like, are you okay? <laughs> like, I'm not going to touch you unless you, like, totally say yes a million times. Like, everything we do is going to be totally consensual. I'm, I'm going to check in, like, every 10 minutes to make sure we're still on the same page. Like, I, I needed it. I needed it. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. See, the benefits of a kink relationship sometimes is the essential little bit about consent there. 100%. I mean, that is a lot of times, like, a a huge point in favor of kink-heavy relationships in books and in real life is because by dint of what it is, you have to talk. You have yeah. to talk about it. You have to get consent. And if you're not, you're doing it fucking wrong. Yeah. But, like, I think it is... I, I was talking to Amalia Dillon about this earlier, and I was like... Because she she read the book a couple of days before me. And she was like, hey, it's spicy. And then I messaged her when I finished. I was like, hey, it's spicy. <laughs> um, and I was like, she was like, yeah, there, there was no um, inadvertent and reluctant backing up into the spanking corner in this one. And I was like, you're absolutely right. This does not count as being in the spanking corner. Because if you don't know what the spanking corner is, it's, it's when you find yourself in a book where... The entire plot is geared around non-consensual spanking that a woman inexplicably likes. Um, and I I don't enjoy that. Um, and this this doesn't count in any way. It doesn't even have the vibe at all, even though I think the un, uneducated might say that they're in the same camp. They're usually erotica. They're usually very heavily like BDSM based. They're usually very like dominance play based. Um, this one is... <laughs> is so heavy on the need for consent at every single level that it fully removes itself from even glancing <laughs> at this banking corner. It was beautiful. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. It's a good book, fam. It's it sounds book. so up my alley. I want to read it so bad. It's dude, I will say there's a they do some yeah, it's <laughs> They do that. They do it a lot. <laughs> the first time they do it is in front of a large group of people. And I was like, damn, you're not even going to fucking break her in first? Damn. Um, but, uh, yeah. I do before she know. backs out, I guess. She was not backing out. Hey, she was not backing out. No. 
she definitely that's also another thing I really enjoyed is that Persephone like at certain points she definitely gets like kind of nervous and is like oh I agreed to do this thing this was kind of my idea but actually I don't think I want to do this and he's like totally cool totally fine um but for the most part Persephone is the one who's like driving the sexual relationship between them like he is the dominant but also she is very much like the one who's like when are we gonna hey when are we gonna hey 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 come back when are we gonna do it so she's like he's hot off bat this is a great way to kill For three sure. months until i uh-huh. live my dreams going to college mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. will probably take up all of her trust fund just so she knows yeah um doesn't help that also she yeah no <laughs> Wait, I want to, no, see, I want to read it, but I want to ask you, like... I know, I can't. I saw myself. You can't. I can't. I can't. It's very good. I loved the end of this book. The end of this book was fantastic. It does not go where you think it's going to go. And Persephone has so much power in it. um, And Hades is so soft. (laughs) He's so soft for her. He's doing his dang best. <laughs> he's doing his best for his people, and he's doing his best for his girl. Puppies are involved. There are puppies in this book. Aww. Yeah. Yes, That's always a good plan. Always put puppies in your book. No one in any of my books are responsible enough to have pets. Yeah. 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 Thinking about it. Thinking about it, and I don't think anyone's responsible <laughs> enough to have pets. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Uh, No, I, I... Listen, again. Just because things are not necessarily always my cup of tea, uh, I that doesn't mean that I don't very much enjoy them. I think the only reason it's not that I get uncomfortable with like a lot of sex. Is it? Frankly, I just I do just kind of get bored. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <sighs> there's only so many holes you can put it in and things you can swirl your tongue around before I'm like, yeah, we've been there. I know. Okay, I probably mentioned this. I'm sure I've mentioned this book in the podcast before, but that's how I felt about the claiming of Sleeping Beauty. It's this fucking, this, this Anne Rice nightmare that you have, what are you gonna, I, you can't, you gotta stop talking to me about Anne Rice. Should we read it and do an episode about it? No, we shouldn't do that. I'm not doing that. You can't make me do it. I don't want to do that. For anyone who likes very heavy, heavy BDSM erotica, and this would probably be very squarely, parts of it would be quite squarely. No, the whole thing is in the spanking corner. The whole, the whole fucking thing. It, it has a condo in the spanking it does. corner. It created the spanking yeah. corner. Because realistically, it's yeah. like, the idea is that it's like prince and princesses, like, you know, quote unquote, sleeping beauty are being sent to be, I can't really remember the plot because there's so much sex. Like, what's the point of reading the plot? But um, they're sent to be like retrained, I guess. And so they enter sexual slavery. And then they get traded around. Yeah. But it is near fucking constant. And I read the first one when I was quite young. And I was like, ooh, like, this is fun. And then I read the second one. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then by the time you get to the third and fourth, you're like, man, you really covered it all. Like, there is is not one probe nor, nor hole nor orifice that has had something involved in it. And it's just boring. It's just kind of boring. It's just kind of boring. I I was surprised by the level of um uh of a, like emotion and like like emotional development that went on for not to say that they're that's not fair. Like there's 
in a lot of erotica and stuff, there there is usually some thread of that because you got to have a plot, right? Like there's, and that's part that's part of it, right? Whether it's heavily based on sex or not, like there's there is a plot, um, but at the same time, I you introduce a factor like like heavy voyeurism as being a heavy plot point and it's kind of like okay how are we gonna make like emotional mincemeat out of this <laughs> how are we like how are we like what how are we gonna you know but but katie roberts is a very good writer and so it was very much like yeah this is just a thing that they do and they both want to do it and they've talked about it and it's part of their relationship and just like when you have any sort of sexual situation whether it's behind a closed door or in front of 10 people and it's part of your relationship that does serve to further the plot and sexual scenes and i'm happy to say don't always have to further the plot they can just exist for fun and and, and fancy um fun and but fancy. but these very much <laughs> these very much do and and so i didn't they content wise i would say the sexual scenes were not exactly something i was i'm particularly super into but they were good they were good katie roberts is a great writer i fucking loved her world building i loved her characters this is a great book. It's the first in a series? Yes. Excellent. Do you know what the... Yes. I think the next one is Electric Idol with arrows and Ooh, Neon God's Electric Idol. I like what's going on. I I know she's writing that book. I hope to God that's the next one in the series and not just another book she's writing. She also... She writes, like, a lot of different books. If it's so. source books, though, I should be able to get it in. <laughs> yeah, you should be. We should be able to get that I'll in the store. It. It's going to be a tough sell. Is it? Not really. I just won't tell him like half of that. <laughs> Be like, yeah, it's a Hades and Persephone retelling where it's like a, it exists in the United States and just like really cool. And they have this like really they make a bargain and stuff. And then they're like, oh, my God, it's so great. And they're going to come back two weeks later and be like, the fuck did you say? <laughs> there, there was a, a mom and her daughter who came into the store and they were absolutely lovely and wonderful. Um, but um, the the girl, she's all on like. What is it called? Book book talk, but TikTok, but for books. Yeah, I guess. She, she I guess that's. Yeah, what she was called. like, she was like, well, on book talk, there's this author, there's this author. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but we have all the books you're talking about, and a lot of them were uh, romances because mm-hmm. you know romances are having their moment right now, and it's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we have all of these. However, let's go talk to your mom. <laughs> I can't believe you did that to her. Kat, there's a code of honor. No, she, like, too young. Too young. How old? How old? Probably, like, 14, 15. Boo! Boo! Kat, when did you read Sleeping Beauty, huh? Listen, listen, Linda. That's because I got that contraband from my sister. Have older siblings. My, but she, fair, because her mom, she was like, yeah, we should, because her mom was, you know, not down with it. And she was like, well, what books don't have sex in it in this section? And I was like, girl, none of them. I'm sorry. Like, even if it is small, I've hand I've hand curated that section. It's almost none. Yeah, like, that's not. Listen, if you want to buy erotica from your local bookstore, don't fucking come in with your parent. I can't, I can't let that walk out the door with your mom standing right next to you. I mean, I, to- I totally could, but also I'm a degenerate. I <laughs> Go with God, young one. You do you. Oh, God. Uh, you're making choices, and I respect that. But <laughs> I also, like, I can't imagine. I was too terrified to venture near the romance novel section in Barnes & Noble when I was, like, 13 because I thought they'd kick me out. 
I thought it was like the behind the <laughs> behind the curtain. I did too. So I would grab a a, a kids book and then I would. I deeply regret this now because this is very annoying, but I'd probably like break the spine of the romance novels trying to hide them within the other book. And then I just sit there and read the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I wouldn't even, I remember I like wouldn't even look at it. Like I, I had to like do the like hand up, like don't even, or like the health and sexuality <laughs> section. Like I walk by and be like, Oh God, they're going to kick me out of the store. They're going to kick me out of the store. Uh, so I just like blinders on to, to YA, um, which was not free of sex by any really not imagination. Really not. No. No. There's there's a lot of sex. Nothing that I read. Well, no, that's not true. The books that I was thinking about the other day, um, the House of Night series. Do you remember that by PC and Christy Oh, yeah. Cast? Wait, didn't I get you a book? You yeah. did. It by PC Cast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 um, they're like and like kind of have a gossip girly type of vibe but with supernatural horror isn't like a boarding school kind of the premise is that vampires are in the normal population but you become a vampire due to hormonal changes so it can happen to anyone when they turn into like a teenager so, so like any point between like 13 and 18 essentially um one day you'll just wake up and you will have like this unfilled in crescent moon on your forehead excellent and as soon as that happens within a week you have to be removed to a like a uh, compound essentially with adult vampires who have passed over the transition period so they have like filled in moons and like special symbols on the other sides of the moon to show that they are a full-grown vampire um because they admit like a pheromone that like if you are not exposed to full-grown vampires you'll just die like you'll get sick and die huh. so the kids have to be removed to essentially a boarding school like each city has one um but you can certain a certain percentage of the kids who like are marked as having you know they're going to be vampires um they die they 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 just their bodies can't handle the change and they die so no one ever knows like who's going to make it through um but the main character it's said in Oklahoma it's in Tulsa i believe and the main character um uh she 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 basically like she hers fills in early because she's like the goddess nyx who is the god of the night and also the god Ooh. of vampires like chooses her as her like next priestess essentially and she gets all these like crazy powers and stuff it's very like magical girl but like but i remember there was sex i think in the second or third book um and it's fucked up because there's a, it's an older guy who's like he's like an adult and she's like 16 17 and she, he is the poet laureate like all the each vampire has like a special skill and some of them are arts and so he his is like poetry and so he becomes no he's the he's the poet laureate and he comes to visit the school and they start a relationship as she's like in this love triangle with a, a teenage boy who's her age and she and they like break up and she gets together with this like adult man and they they bone in like the gym on top of the mats and then he immediately reveals that he was working for the evil priestess the whole time who's trying to kill her as she's like naked and has he orchestrates it so that all of her friends see <gasps> 
Yeah, to like ruin her life. I remember I was like, I read that at like 13 and I was like, what the fuck just oh happened? God, it is Gossip Girl, Supernatural fuck? Gossip Girl. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah, it was brutal. Anyway, I think he dies. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, speaking of, <laughs> totally off topic, but do you, did you ever read Tamora Pierce's Wild Magic series? Or was it just Alana? No, I only read, um, I only read Alana. The, uh, the Alana books, yeah. Which also have sex in them. A lot of sex in them. Not, well, I guess for, I always. For what they thought. are. Yeah. Well. She gets birth control at like 13. <laughs> I, uh, in the second, so in the second series, the main character is like 16 when we meet her, like 15, 14 to 16 or something. And, mm-hmm. um, she ends up with, I'm pretty sure he's like 30. Oh God! That or that one series, that one series that ah uh, fuck, fuck the one where they're like bards. Do you remember we talked about oh, the, this? Oh, the Pelinor series. The Pelinor series, and she ends up with her like mentor, and he's like forty, and she's like eighteen at the end. Honestly, it makes sense why I refuse to date anyone who's not at least six years older than me. Now. Listen, books do change your life. <laughs> I just, I remember, like, I got to the third book in that series when, like, this romance picks up between them. And I was like, I don't, he found her when she was, like, 12 and she was a slave. And they, he gave her a bath because she was so covered in filth. And it just, and they've just been, like, weird, like, uncle and niece sort of relationship up they until have. this point. But I guess now they're going to bond. I don't know, man. I don't there's, know. I, I think you might have stopped because there is a big... There's a big something that happens. No? Okay, spoiler alert for anyone. This series is called the... It's the Pelinor series. The first book is called The Naming by Allison... It begins with a C. And they're... All I remember is that her, like, secret name was Fire yes. Lily. They're, like, the best fucking books in the world. If you want to read great epic fantasy, pick up these books and... Yeah, they're good. They're good. Stop they're good listening right now. Great. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure, I can't quite remember, but I remember having, like, an emotional breakdown. I'm pretty sure he dies. No, no, I remember this. He He doesn't doesn't die. He he falls from, like, a a cliff. cliff, Right? And and she like almost freezes to death up top on this like like blizzardy mountain, um, and she is rescued by uh, her her fairy kin, which is like if you haven't read the books, it's gonna sound absolutely it is, but it's so good. But she's like. She's, like, a third cousin to, like, some fairies, and she doesn't know it until, like, the second or third book. And so they rescue her, um, and she thinks that he's dead, so she plays him this, like, really sad song on her flute as she's, like, freezing to death. And the flute, I remember this so distinctly, it sticks to her lips because of the frost, and she breaks it off, and her lip splits, and the blood freezes on her chin. I remember that so fucking clearly. Of course you do. Um... (laughs) Um, but no, he's not dead. We find oh, out shit. he's not dead. Huh. I need to reread that series. God damn, it was good. Just kind of weird. Just kind of weird. Kind of weird dynamic. A little weird dynamic. Though, I mean. He, he he finds her when she's like 12 and then he like names her. Like he. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It's a little creepy. The writing's fantastic. It's a very, very good book. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Also read the Alana series. I know. All of them. Tomorrow Pierce, if you haven't read Tomorrow Pierce and you like fantasy at all, I just give up now. 
the first like really real depiction of a girl getting her period and it not being like a trauma uh, <laughs> yeah, that I ever seriously. read when I was like 13. I, I always say that when I sell it at the store, I'm like, I, and I talking to parents and they're like, oh, why should I get this book? And I'm just like, listen, for real, this is like a really good book for that, like for that alone. Because I mean, it's also a really interesting look at Alana kind of figuring out her gender identity, because if you don't know, yes. it's about a girl who disguises herself as a boy in order to become a, a knight of the realm uh, to the, she becomes the prince's squire, but she can only do that if she pretends to be a boy. Um, and the books follow her as she grows up and as she grows up she begins to develop you know physically as as a woman and um also she begins to like kind of really resent having to pretend to be a boy she kind of fucking hates it after a while Mm -hmm. she wants to be a woman but she's so used to being a boy that like she has to kind of reconcile these two parts of herself um and kind of mesh them together in a new sort of femininity that doesn't like fit with the the roles that are assigned to anyone um and one of the things is she is pretending to be a boy she's been pretending to be a boy since she was like 10 years old and one day she gets her period and she doesn't know what to do so she goes to like the local healer and the first thing the local healer does is like go like okay here's some birth control for you and i remember it's a pendant she puts around her neck and she goes she's in the bathtub and and she goes i don't know why you think i need this i don't need this and she just goes you're gonna fucking keep that pendant on you're never gonna take it off until you're ready to have a kid and she's like i'm never gonna have sex what are you talking about i'm pretending to be a boy i'm gonna be a boy for the rest of my life and she just goes (laughs) just do it i'm gonna just do it uh and which is good because she ends up like three years later entering into a a romantic relationship with the, the prince and like having sex a lot <laughs> having sex a lot with the prince i, I miss that healer they didn't bring her back to the other series no she's too bad because she was really the really really she was, fun. was the most solid <laughs> of all of the characters yeah. she's most like reasonable human being yeah, yeah. yeah. there's also so. a really good book series <sighs> i can't forget what it's called it's by the guy who wrote foundry side it's um, it's a great retelling of um the Greek gods, but set in New York. It's really gritty, um, and really mm-hmm. well done. And I will say, I also really liked Percy Jackson, but I know that's a controversial opinion. I mean, it's just fun. It's so fun. Yeah, they did a great job. They like kind of made Hera. I didn't read all the spinoffs. I just, I just read, I just read the. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like groundbreaking, but it was very fun and it made... I had a fat, stinky crush on Percy. Of course you did. It's called, it's called The City of Stairs. But now that I'm thinking about it, it might not be straight up... Maybe it's nothing like you said it was. Great gods. It might be other gods. I don't know. You guys, I read too fucking much. The fact that I have managed to even remember any titles is a goddamn miracle. I feel that. I get that. Yeah. I do understand that. There's the little girl the other day. She, she was in the store and she was like, what is this book about? And I was like, oh, honey. It's, I'm old now. I don't know. I read it six years ago. I, I definitely like, well, I can relate, but also I can't relate due to the fact that I remember everything I've ever read. I don't. I super don't. But the problem is like, then I can't, I remember everything. So then I can't be like, hey. People are like, well, what is what is this like? What is what are your top ten werewolf books? And 
Honestly, I can't organize the information in my head. I can probably give you two, but I know I've read and enjoyed dozens of werewolf books. But if you ask me to pull that information out, I cannot. I cannot yeah. do that. I don't know where the information goes. Somewhere. My deepest regret, my deepest regret is accidentally selling a teenager a book with incest in it. <laughs> One time when I was, somebody uh, years ago was like, I'm looking for a, a present for this like 12 year old boy. It's his birthday. And like my, this mom was getting it for her son who was getting it for his friend. And she's like, uh, I want like a book that has like no uh, violence or, or like, you know, sexual stuff in it or anything. We're in the Y section. I was like, okay, that's fine. I can. Can you in the Y section? I mean. Or, I mean, they were like, it can have, like, action, but it can't have, Gratuitous like, violence. you know, brutal yeah. murder, you know. Um, and I was like, okay. And I don't remember what book that I, I thought I was grabbing. I, I don't remember what book I grabbed. All I remember was giving her an explanation, being like, this is what this book is. You know, I think this is what you're looking for. And she was like, great, I'll get it. And then I was, like, at the counter, like, an hour later after she left. And I was like, is that, is that the book that I actually got? Is that? Hmm. So I walked back over to the section and I grabbed the other book that we had that was the same book and I pulled it off and the page I opened it up to, the first thing I read was, fuck that <laughs> shit! <laughs> and I realized that it was not at all the book I thought it was. Not even plot, nothing. Had no, like, absolutely. This had gratuitous violence. I'm pretty sure it had sex in it. It definitely had cursing. <laughs> God, I've done it. Oh, I did that a lot. I remember one of the first years I started working at the last store. Um, I recommended a book to some grandparents. And it was a great book. And I remember it being really fun and not too violent. Apparently, the first chapter, there's like a whole drug scene in it that I just had no recollection of. I mean, you get to a certain point where, like, you've read so much fucking crazy shit that you forget what, like, other people's thresholds for crazy is. And so you, like, I would think nothing. I I thought nothing of saying to that, that person the other day, like, yeah, Emily Winsnap is great. It means that her mom fucked a merman. Like, I didn't even... It's <laughs> make a point. I've, I've lost... I'm feral. I've, <laughs> any sort of boundaries is gone. Yeah. You know? Nothing will ever be as bad as that mom who bought her daughter secretly flowers in the attic because she thought she'd enjoy it <laughs> and knew full well what she was buying and thought it was a great idea. It's like the, um, my favorite librarians as a kid. She's the one who recommended Twilight to me. Twilight's not, I mean, okay. It's no, tame. It's, tame. it's tame. And it wasn't like, it just, it awakened a, a yeah. love of angsty love for me. That's. I never, I like never had that taste before, but then when, when Bella was like epically losing her shit after Edward left. Oh, the best book, the best book. Yeah. My, my my, like little, like, I don't know. I was like fucking like 11 or something. I was like, this is, this is true love. You can tell it's true love. And then I, I couldn't fucking help myself because I loved all of that cried so hard paced around my room sobbing <laughs> how can you do this edward i trusted you never was team edward again probably not well you say that now team carlisle on main <laughs> dr carlisle i'm here for a checkup yeah he was he really should have been the one fine as hell mm. very fine 
I wanted Bella to be a homewrecker. Anyway, uh, this is probably the end of the episode. We've gotten so far fucking off the rails. Bye, Neon Gods. It's great. Uh, Dr. Carl. He treats you right. He totally treats you right. Oh, my God. No, he's go- he'd go down on you for hours. The, the unnecessary sexual tension in that scene in the movie. Like, I will never get past that. I will never, ever get past that. You know that. I've... You know what I'm talking no, about. No, I you don't. You know. So there's a scene in the second movie I've only where, seen the um, okay, so when Bella in the in the movies or in the books, right? Bella like gets a paper cut on her birthday, and Jasper goes fucking yes. nuts, and he tries to attack yes. her because he gets into like a blood rage. Well, Bella is flung backwards out of harm's way in, into like a mirror, and the mirror shatters or whatever right. the hell, and she like cuts herself pretty bad. Um, and so there is a scene afterwards where Carlisle, who has prepared for every eventuality, uh, re-Bella, has a bunch of, like, medical supplies and stuff just in case something ever happens to her in his house. So they don't need to go to a hospital or anything. He stitches her up in his study. So there's a scene in the movie that is that scene. But Carlisle is standing and she is sitting, like, on the edge of his desk. And he's essentially, like, kind of standing between her legs. And she's, the the hand that, it's like her wrist that is fucked up. So the arm that is fucked up, that hand is clutching the side of his button down. Like, above his hip. And he's stitching it up, like, as she's holding on to him. Um... And they're, like, within, like, a foot of each other. And he's just, like, looking down for her. And it's, like, lit, like, really soft. And they're having this, like, really intense conversation about Edward's soul. And the fucking sheer sexual tension of her just, like, holding on to his shirt by his hip and, like, pulling him closer as he stands between her legs. Like, who made that choice? I don't know. I just want to talk. And I maybe <laughs> want to, like, buy you a milkshake. Because, like, mwah, mwah. That, chef's kiss. Uh, that was someone who was like, this really should have been the relationship that went down or just like anyone else literally anyone else besides edward and jacob yeah anyway, I, have, I have strong opinions on that. wait should we end with one um, more one more greek gods question oh let's do okay it. if you had to cast a modern day hades oh, yeah okay you do fuck. you can do like a if you want i got an answer oh shit okay death patel Ooh. that's it that's oh the that'd be so much fun That'd be so good. Yeah. Interesting. That's kind of kind of similar to my choice, actually. What was your choice? I was thinking of um, Hector's fucking name. I would also say Oscar Isaac re-Dune Daddy. See, Oscar Isaac, oof. But only as Dune Daddy. I don't know the name of his character. I'm just calling him Dune, Dune Daddy, Daddy is, but, like, is, yes. Is good. What, who is the guy? What's the guy's name who, um, he's half Greek, half Egyptian. He played, uh, he was in Queen. He played Freddie Mercury. Oh, Remy. Yeah. Malik. He seems to have that, that, like, level of, like. He's got a sort of, like, laconic, like, like, lazy sort of sensuality about him. I yeah. See it. And I feel like he'd, he'd probably hide in the underworld. Or, or uh, the guy from Peaky Blinders who I cannot get enough of. Killian Murphy. Uh, Killian mm. Murphy. Oh, so good. He brood well. He broods well. He does. He does brood well. Yeah. Mm. But I, I like. I don't know if I necessarily like the my Haiti to be broodies. I like my Hades to be like really intensely focused, like a very like like spooky sort of laser intensity, and that's a different thing than a than that's a broody. True. 
That is true. Yeah. It, that's like he kn- he knows what he's doing. He's got to be focused. He's got like a fucking lot of shit on his plate all the time. He's got a lot of souls to figure out where they go. Yeah, so he'd be good in bed. You need focus. Yeah. Well, that's why he's the only one in a happy marriage. <laughs> Seriously. All right, cat. It is plug zone time. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, buy from your local independent bookstore. Doesn't matter what it is, who it is, or how much you buy. Just please support them. Yeah. Also, yeah. wait. Right. Hold on. Let me plug you, guys. Oh, hi. Listen. Hey. Oh, hey. Abs has got some cool shit. She's got great merch. It's hilarious. All if you did not know, but I'm sure you most all know. It's all hand-drawn by her. Like, she's one of the best artists ever. Okay, one of the best artists I have ever met, ever. Is that better for you? Hey, I'll take that. I'll take that. Slim pick. Yeah, I know, because I specifically hired her to then (laughs) abuse (laughs) my managerial power to make her draw things for the store. Yeah. Yeah, you did. The biggest mistake you ever made. So do it and and uh, yeah. buy Neon Gods because it sounds fucking incredible and go to abigailbookshop.com account and buy it from there. Dot org. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely buy this book. I mean, Katie Roberts is so dope. And honestly, she's, I follow her on Twitter. She seems like a, a good people. She seems like good people. Um, and that's that, that means a lot. Um, so uh, definitely do that. Definitely go to our merch store. I just put up our... <laughs> fucking so in the discord join our discord server links in the description below um the degenerates who follow the podcast and who participate in the discord hi guys hi (laughs) hi you know i'm talking to you hi they requested (laughs) they requested that my catchphrase which i don't feel like i say that much but i guess you abigail you've made me say it um (laughs) i've made everyone in my life say it um they 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 said they wanted merch with O Boise on it, so I I I created merch with O Boise on it. Um, that being said, I showed it to Fred today, and he said, "Why did you recreate the Uno logo?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is cruel but fair. I love Fred so much. Fred's consistently mean to me, and it's a good ch- check and balance on my uh, my yeah. My someone needs to ego. be. I'm um, too nice. So to yeah, it's it's dope as hell. I'm gonna get something on it. I really want to get one of those baseball caps. There's there's baseball caps you can get a dad hat. I put it on everything, everything that it fit on. I put it on because I was like, this is very fun, and I would love somebody from Boise to be like, oh Boise, oh yeah. I don't know how people from Boise talk, but like yeah, and then them not know because it doesn't <laughs> actually stand for Boise, right? I'm saying boy Z. I'm saying B O Y hyphen S I E. That's what I'm saying. What everyone thinks I'm saying is Boise, the place which I have never been to. So that. And I conceded to the masses. They asked for an O Boise capital B sticker or whatever the fuck. So I did that for them. Someday I'll probably do an O Boise <laughs> accompanying merch because that's what I want. It doesn't make any sense. No, but nothing I say makes any sense. You're listening to a podcast. This is free. It's not supposed to. But like, we've also 
Aliens merch. If you like some Aliens, we have uh, uh, Aliens, more like Aliens, which is my favorite. Absolutely my favorite. And so far, the best-selling merch we've got. We've also got Nutrient Slurry. Don't don't talk to me until I've had my Nutrient Slurry merch, which so bad. is as filthy as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> and you should get it. And um, it's not, hey, cat, it's not come. It doesn't make any sense if it's not. What's the point? It's not that comes after. Oh. The Nutrient Slurry comes first out of the Dongus, the Scorpion Man Dongus. And then after that, because you're already essentially giving a, bl- a blowjob to get it so why can't just just combine the two this seems like because he's he carefully balances the nutrient density and 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 what all in vitamins and 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 uh, he makes an oval team (laughs) he makes an oval team and it it is as suggested by the surgeon general one one uh gulp of nutrient slurry a day from your scorpion man's dick and then and you're all good and um after and then after that is, is, is that why you have Ovaltine almost every day nowadays? Because I crave that nutrient. <laughs> Maybe you need to find a just like a big old scorpion daddy. I need to find me a scorpion daddy. Fuck, give me a scorpion daddy. Um, if you want my scorpion daddy, hit me up. Don't do uh, that. No. Well, actually, or maybe if you are actually, hey, if you actually are a scorpion man, do hit me up. If you're lying. If you're scorpion fishing me right now, I want nothing to do with it. Um, Please send proof, too. Yes. <laughs> I want you to take a picture with today's newspaper. And your giant scorpion penis with a glass of nutrient slurry right next to it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I, that's what I will take. Um, yes. That went... <laughs> this outro is going bad. Um, rancid. Um... But, I mean, we talked about merch. I don't know. Hit up the Discord. Links below. All the links are below, always. Link to Neon Gods is below. You can hit me up on Twitter at Kingdom Thirst. Everywhere else, Kingdom Thirst, except for the places I'm not. Um, search anyway. I don't know. I mean, there might be, like, fan places. I don't know. I don't know. There's, I, don't, I don't know what goes on in the darkest corners of the internet. I don't go there. But uh, you can also email me at kingdomwiththirst at gmail.com. And I do actually give out free stickers. You don't simply have to buy them um, from our, our place. I've also got spanking quarter stickers, sexy disease stickers, which is fucking OG Kingdom of Thirst, like vintage Kingdom of Thirst at this point, um, that I will send you for free anywhere in the United States if you email me or use your contact form at kingdomwiththirst.com slash contact. Okay, we will see you next Wednesday for more psychic damage. <laughs> Support this hardworking bitch. Do it. I'm I'm bitch. Do it. <laughs>